When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChambaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. My name is Fabrizio Romano. I am a football journalist. And here we go. Transfer window is really, I say, a crazy word. It's like a jungle because everything can happen every minute, every day. It's like playing football, in my opinion, because when you get news about transfer market, I feel like scoring a goal, I always say, in an important match, in a Champions League match. And you always have to stay concentrated. You always have to stay in contact with the right people. I live with my phone. I, I always say, like my friends, every day, everything can happen. So I start with, with agents, I then have contracts also with sport directors, it can be also with the player. In this football today, more than five years ago or seven years ago, now agents are so important in transfer markets. Also the players can help you, but the players uh, many times are the last to know what will happen really. It's not easy to say what are my sources, but because it changes every time with every, with every transfer. During the transfer market, I sleep like five or six hours uh, from five until 10. Then I get up and I wake up and I start to be <laughs> with my phone all over the day. Uh, I start making calls with, as I told you, with agents, with directors. I work in Milano. Here, we have the center of the transfer market here in Milano. I love the city and I love the adrenaline of the city because everything can happen here. And yes, I immediately started to go around Milano. Not in the summer because we you know, have the virus, so the situation is complicated also. Here in Italy and also in other countries, they meet in the restaurants, they meet in the hotels. So we try to find them. It's like Pokemon. I say because you have to find them. Sometimes uh, you can stay like one day, like spending nine hours, ten hours, and you don't find anything. And then in two minutes you can get Minoraiola with Paul Pogba. Finding Minoraiola is like wow because he's the king. It's totally changed in my opinion. It's totally changed about the timing more than money because uh, the timing of the money and the move on the money between the top clubs is totally different. Uh, I give you an example about Manchester United too. I am sure, totally sure, that without the virus, now we were speaking about Paul Pogba to Juventus this summer because they were ready to make an important bid, 100 million euro. Then they had the virus, 
they lost money. Uh, something has changed in Manchester United. They were back to win games. They were back to the Champions League. And now the deal is totally off. The virus needs to tell you, okay, you have to wait. You have to find the right money. You have to find also players to sell. Uh, you have a balance to sign players now. It's not like before. I remember 10 years ago, nine years ago, it was like one week to complete an agreement. You were going to see the rumor about the top club and seven days later, you had the player with, with the new club. Now you need like one month or two months also because the intermediary have an important part and they have to be paid with important, important commissions. So I remember to make you an example, last summer with Delict, with, uh, with Juventus, they had the agreement closed with the club, with IX, and they need one month to find an agreement with Rayola. He had the percent on the players, on the sale of the players. For example, he has it on Holland and he has it also on the league. He has a percent for himself. It's a drama, but it's about dreams. And when you have dreams as the focus, and dreams are not for top clubs or for middle table clubs or for second division clubs. Dreams are for every fan in football. So also if you have a news about the small team, <clears throat> it can be a dream for a fan and for many fans. Always we will have the drama, we will have people connected on the social media to find news on the websites, on the papers, on the TV. Always the transfer market will be the center of the show. Hello and welcome to a very special edition of The Last Word on Spurs. If this is the first time you're listening to us, you can find us on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook at Last Word on Spurs and we're also on Instagram at Last Word on Spurs. You can check out our website www.lastwordonspurs.co.uk. We are a weekly Tottenham Hotspur podcast, but I'll be honest, at the moment it's almost become daily with the amount of coverage we're having to provide on Tottenham Hotspur. We recently reviewed the first three episodes of the Amazon documentary All or Nothing and thanks to all your wonderful support, your incredible, absolutely incredible love for this show. The last word on Spurs sits proudly, as we recalled, in the top 15 sport podcasts in the world. And that is down to, say, you guys, the amount of listens you give us, the amount of positive reviews. I can't thank you enough for all your support. And again, if you're new to the podcast, if you've only just listened for the first couple of times, please, let's say, we really love to hear from you guys. If you're able to leave us a review on iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated. You just need to simply search us up at Last Word on Spurs and leave us a review. We're grateful for every single review we get. But this is the podcast you've been tweeting us about, you've been DMing us about, you've been replying to. And in what's gone crazy over the last 48 hours, we're absolutely delighted to bring you a very, very special guest to the Last Word on Spurs. A man, I'll be honest with you, we've been trying for a long time to get on this show and we finally got him over the line. Total agreement reached. Before I announce who we've got, delighted to have alongside me, Jamie from the Daily Hotspur. Now, Jamie can be found at Jamie B. Coys and his Twitter account at Daily underscore Hotspur, where he covers all the very latest news on Tottenham, from transfers to stadium news to team news, all the very latest news on Tottenham. Jamie covers that off. I've also got my own personal account. I'm at Rick Spur. Again, similar to Jamie, I cover all the very latest news surrounding the football club. But this show is about Fabrizio Romano. This show is about Tottenham Hotspur's upcoming transfer targets. Who are the players that could be departing the club? Who are we looking to buy? This show covers absolutely everything. So, no further doubt, 
we're absolutely delighted to welcome to the show Fabrizio Romano. Fabrizio, how are you? Hello, guys. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. And I'm so happy to be with you. And I'm happy, really, to be part of this show. You're very kind. You're very kind. Well, Fabrizio, I know we are pushed for time. So we're going to go straight into everything to do with Tottenham in this transfer window. We've already yes. seen Jose Mourinho make some signings so far. How would you say for you, Fabrizio, Jose is feeling about Spurs' transfer window so far? And does he like the business Spurs have done? I think he's happy with the transfer window that Tottenham is having. It's normal to consider we are in a particular situation with transfer market and all over the world. It's not just about Tottenham or Premier League or Italian football or Spanish football. It's all over the world, so we have to consider that. This summer, it's impossible to do big moves apart from Chelsea that were stopped on the transfer market last two years. But in this summer, you can't think to buy 100, 100 million euro players. So Jose know about this, know, knows about the situation of, of the virus after the virus because the clubs are losing money and absolutely also Tottenham are losing money. Uh, so he knows about the budget of the club. So he's happy because of the players that are coming. I think Doherty is a good, absolutely good deal also because of Jose was looking for a right back and he's absolutely perfect for his idea. He was looking for players that are perfect to fit with the team, not about the fee. So that's why he's, in my opinion, he's so happy for, for the transfer market that Tottenham are doing. Obviously, we have one month more and we have to see what Tottenham are going to do. But in this moment, in this kind of summer, I'm convinced and I'm told that he's happy with the work that Tottenham are doing with and for him. We've uh, made two very important additions so far. We obviously brought in the right back, as you said, with Doherty. Um, and then, of course, we brought in the holding midfielder. So, obviously, it'd be interesting to kind of see where Spurs go next. Obviously, there are issues still in this squad and where he will want to strengthen. So, kind of, what is your understanding of where Spurs maybe will look to strengthen next? I think they will go for a centre-back, for sure. I expect Tottenham will go to, to, to go for a centre-back on, on the transfer market. They are also considering the opportunity of, of a, new, a new winger. Um, we will speak about the names and we will see. It's early, but they will go for a winger, in my opinion. And absolutely a, a new striker because they need a backup option for, for Harry Kane. So, I think this three can be the next signings for, for Tottenham on, on September, on the first days of, of October. So Daniel Levy with all the club and, and with Jose will go on these areas. Also because, as I told you about the budget, it's not about the fee. Uh, Jose Mourinho wants players who are perfect for his idea of football. He knows the situation after the virus and he wants signings that can be perfect for his idea of football, his mentality. It's not just about the fee to pay 50 million euros, 60 million euros. It's just to find the right players for his idea. Doherty was perfect for what Tottenham was looking for. So that will be the, the main target for, for Tottenham, to find the right players. Also, if the price will not be 100 million euros, 60 million euros or something like this. So in this trade position, I would say a centre-back, possibly a winger, and also, for example, the, 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 what we said about the, the backup shot for, for Harry Kane. Fabrizio, thank you for confirming that. So there you go, three positions Spurs are still looking to strengthen during this summer transfer window. Now, one of the players that has been highly linked for a potential move away from Tottenham is Tongi Undombele. And again, Fabrizio, you know, as a man so close in terms of knowing so much about transfers and what's going on, I think it's great to be able to have you on to try and gain some understanding of the situation with Undombele. Because as Spurs fans, I think the majority of us want him to succeed but it's always the question as to whether he actually wants to be at Tottenham. Can you tell us if the player wants to leave the club? And if he does so, what clubs are looking to sign him? I think the situation on the Mele for himself is like, if Tottenham will keep him, 
he will fight for Tottenham. He's not desperate to leave the club. But if he will arrive in an important bid, the player will not refuse. He is ready to leave. So he will be really respectful for Tottenham decisions. And it's a particular situation also because the board of Tottenham are convinced that Ndombele is a top player who can have an important level uh, as they signed him one year ago because they are convinced he's a top player. Then he had a season who is not at his at his level with his skills. And the real problem, in my opinion, is that Jose Mourinho is not so happy with the mentality of Nobele. It's not a technical part, but it's just the mentality. So he wants more from, from Nobele. And that's why the, the club will, don't want to sell him, but Jose wants the club to consider some possible bids. For example, Inter... Inter Milan were trying to, to sign him like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. They had a new contact with Tottenham after the July ones to, to try a swap deal with, uh, with Milan Skriniar. They were considering this, this opportunity. Then Inter offered a simple swap deal without any fee. Uh, of, of Mila Skriniar and Tottenham don't want to accept a bid of this kind of bid just with Mila Skriniar and no fee they want also like 20 or 30 million euro to sell Dombele with Mila Skriniar as part of the deal so I think this summer the Dombele situation will be particular because the club don't want to sell him Daniel Levy was so happy one year ago when he signed Dombele he's convinced he can have a top second season as Tottenham player but Jose wants more from Dombele. So we have to see if another club will arrive with a bid or the same Inter will try again. But in this moment, I told Antonio Contes, look at veteran players like Arturo Vidal. So Inter are not so hot in this moment on, on the situation of Dombele. But we have to wait a bit because it will depend by the mentality of the player in trainings also with Jose Mourinho, who expects more from Tanguy Dombele. You just mentioned there was Milan Skriniar from Inter Milan. Is he a, potentially a player that that will come to Spurs this summer? Is he a player Jose Mourinho likes? And you kind of see that as a, a guy that might arrive at Spurs this summer, Milan Skriniar. Yes, he likes him. He likes him. He can be an opportunity. Obviously, it depends also by the fee that Inter is going to ask because I'm told that Inter asked like around 50 million euro to sell Milan Skriniar and Tottenham would never make a bid for this kind of money. They want to offer like 30 million euro. They consider him a good player, but for 30 million euro in this summer, not for 50 million euro. So there is a big difference. That's why I think it's difficult to see Milan Skriniar to Tottenham without a swap deal with, with Nombele. But for sure, Jose likes him. He was following him also when he was uh, not training any club and he was looking at football also here in Italy. Skriniar is a fantastic defender, in my opinion. He's perfect when you play with four defenders. Um, he had some difficulties this last year with Inter because Antonio Conte plays with a three defense, so he was not so comfortable with a three defense. He's perfect if you play with two centre-backs. And that's why Jose wants him, but at the moment, the difference between between the price tag made by Inter and the possible fee that Tottenham would beat for, for Skriniar is so big. So it's a, I think it's a difficult deal. Another player that's been linked away, heavily linked away. I know, Fabrizio, you've been mentioning him during your time the last kind of, say, last 12 to 18 months, just in terms of him coming to Tottenham and now possibly leaving Tottenham, is Serge Aurea. How close is he at the moment to leaving the club? And what fee do you think Spurs are looking for if they are preparing to let the player go to the clubs that have been reported, the likes of AC Milan, by Leverkusen, what can you tell us in terms of Sergio Ria's future? No, both clubs are interested, for sure. AC Milan, the same for Bayer Leverkusen. They are in talks also with these agents, so they are considering a move. But 
for sure Tottenham will not accept any bid for less than 20 million euros. So I am told that AC Milan, like one week ago, made a bid around 14 or 15 million euros for Serge Aurier, including Edons. And Tottenham said no, they won't sell him for less than 20 million euros. They consider him as a good player. They are not desperate to sell him. So if a good bid will arrive, they can consider it, like 20 million euros, as I told you. But if this kind of bid will not arrive this summer, the player also can stay. He can fight with with Dirty for for the place to be to be a starter. So uh, he knows that signing Dirty means he will not be the starter because Jose Mourinho wanted Dirty strongly. But at the moment, no one offered 20 million euros. So we have to see on next weeks if AC Milan and also if Bayer Leverkusen will make a new bid for AC Milan. Also, if they can sell any of their right backs because they have two right backs in the moment that are Andrea Conti and Davide Calabria in Italy. They are good players. But Milan need to sell one of them before doing a new bid to Tottenham side surgery. So in this moment, is a stopped situation. We need to wait. This is a standby. So we need, I think, one or two weeks before what will happen for, for surgery. If I was to ask you, Fabrizio, to try and put a likelihood or a percentage on it, do you think that either Ondombele and Aurea will still be Spurs players when the window shuts? Good chances to see. I don't know if both. I think more Ondombele than than Aurea because they signed a new player in in place of of Aurea. That's why I say it's possible that Aurea will leave. I will leave. I I'm, I think it's, there are good chances to see Aurea leaving, but they need 20 million euros. So I'm I'm in a very appreciated position. Also, when you speak about with agents, when you speak with directors, also here in Italy, for example, what happened with Ericsson on last January, they always say the same thing of Tottenham board and of Daniel Levy in particular that when they are going to sell a player. Also, if it's not a starter, also if it's not an important player in this moment, they always ask for a fee and they will never change their mind. If you want to sign Tottenham players, you have to pay. And we are not used to it. Just in Premier League, the same here in Italy. When you want to sign a player and you know that the club are going to sell a player, you can say, OK, I try to make a first bid for a lower value. But with Tottenham, it doesn't work. You always have to pay. And Daniel Levy That's is Daniel famous Levy. For, for this mentality. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> also, when you speak with, for example, with Dinter directors, I had this opportunity some days ago, and they told me we were trying for all January because we knew that Christian Eriksen was going to leave for, as a free agent in June. And also, Tottenham will always say, we keep the player. No problem. You have to pay what we ask or the player will stay here. So I think we'll the same for Ndombele and the same for, for Sergio I think it's easy that can arrive a new bid for Sergio For Ndombele, you have to pay or Daniel Levy will not sell the play. <laughs> Fabrizio, you just mentioned Christian Eriksen there. I have to ask you because he wasn't really on the agenda to bring up, but um, we have seen reports that Eriksen potentially could be leaving into Milan. Is there any way at all in which he could come back to Tottenham, do you see, or not? I have to be honest with you, and my answer would be, would be no. But the truth is that, like two weeks ago, one of my sources told me Tottenham have asked to, to take Christian Eriksen back. But immediately after, like two hours after, I spoke also with Inter and they told me there is no chance to see Tottenham back at Tottenham, uh, Christian Eriksen back at Tottenham. So uh, this is not a possibility, I'm okay. sure of what I'm saying. But I think someone in the club were considering the possibility of holding him again because he had not had six months, easy six months here mm. with Inter. We had the virus, we had the complicated situation. Conte football is totally different from English typical football. So he wants something by Christian Eriksen that is not in his skills. So that's why he had some difficulties. But now Inter are saying the player will stay 100%. 
So I trust them, and I think that Tottenham, that Tottenham will not go for, for Christian Eriksen. So it was just like, I don't want to report this like a news, <laughs> because it's not a news. No. It's just like, okay, it's like, you know, in transfer market, you also have sometimes calls yeah. and, and trying to understand the situation, and that's what by Tottenham, but it's not and a huge possibility to say Christian Eriksen back to Tottenham. You nearly got us very excited there, Fabrizio. We've got to try and calm <laughs> ourselves down now, because you nearly got us off our seats. <laughs> Over to you, no, Jay. No, 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 no. I don't want to talk to <laughs> fans to say, yeah, you say that Ericsson is coming back. No, 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 you're fine. No, opportunity. no that's, that's fine. Good. Thank you for clarifying that. So, as things stand, no Ericsson at Tottenham coming back just yet, just yet. Over to you, Jay. Yes. Yeah, I'm very interested to hear about kind of that stuff about Daniel Levy. I thought it was very funny. I mean, Spurs fans know all about how Daniel Levy operates, so that will be very interesting. <laughs> um, but just to bring it on to kind of maybe potential incomings, I think what we wanted to speak about was kind of the budget that Spurs might have this summer in order to to bring in new players. Um, I know a lot of the reports have kind of suggested Spurs are going to have to sell players in order to fund moves to bring new players in. Is that kind of your understanding? Is that what Spurs are going to have to do this summer? They're going to have to sell players before they are able to buy more players? Or is there kind of an allocated budget at the moment? Absolutely, yes. They need to sell and then they need to buy. It's absolutely true. I'm told the same thing. That's the situation for many clubs. I want to say to Tottenham France, that um, I know you see clubs like Chelsea buying players, but they were, I repeat, stopping on the transfer market for many years, so it's normal they have this kind of summer. But for all the other top clubs, look at Real Madrid, look what's happening in Barcelona, they had to change all the team. I also speak about Italian football. Inter is in the same situation. They can't buy any players. They had Tonali, who is a fantastic talent here in Italy, ready to be by in some weeks, and they can't buy him, and he will go to AC Milan, because in this moment they need 12 players. So the same is for Tottenham. This summer is so difficult to find clubs that have a budget and can sign players. In this, in this summer, after the virus, losing a lot of money, losing a lot of money also from the tickets of the fans, also from the selling the, the merchandise of the club, many things. And you lost money, so you have to sell players, and then you can sign players. And this will be the, the mentality for Tottenham. Then it's normal. It's not a perfect balance. You can also go a bit out. You can find a good opportunity or transfer market and put a bit of money. Also, if you didn't sell any player in, in this moment, but the mentality will be, okay, we go for the players. The way will be we go for players if we have sold any players before yes fantastic well there you go Fabrizio giving us there the lowdown in terms of Spurs and potential players that could be going out a cheeky inquiry for Christian Eriksen as Fabrizio says at the moment that's going no further but we are going to go for a very quick break when we return we know we've had a whole host of nearly over 500 questions that have come in from the last word on Spurs and what we've done to be fair we have Take a note of all the players you've mentioned. And I would like to think in this next half coming up, we're going to cover every single name you have brought to us at last word on Spurs to ask Fabrizio about. So do not go anywhere. You don't want to miss this second half. We're back after this very, very short break. Hello and welcome back to the second half of the last word on Spurs. Very special show here. We're absolutely delighted to be joined by... Journalist royalty on the last word on Spurs. We've got the wonderful Fabrizio Romano joining us. An amazing sports journalist. Covers the Guardian and Sky Sports in Italy. Has got an incredible amount of fans around the world. And if you know when Fabrizio says, here we go, you know what's coming. So absolutely honoured to have him. Delighted to also be joined by Jamie from the Daily Hotspur. Fabrizio, I want to ask you next in terms of centre forwards for Tottenham. And potential, I would say, the older kind of forwards. The likes of Luis Suarez, Diego Costa. Can you see Spurs potentially going for an older kind of centre forward, who we've seen being linked in the last couple of weeks? Or do you see them going for more of a proven Premier League forward, the likes of a Josh King, a Callum Wilson or a Troy Deeney? What's your thoughts? 
don't say anything sure because it will be an opportunity, I think. So Tottenham will go for the best opportunity they will find on the transfer market. I think it's difficult to think in this kind of summer to players like Luis Suarez, who has a crazy wages. Also, if he will go out from Barcelona for a good fee, also for free, because, for example, Juventus are considering him here in Italy, but also Ajax to, to bring him back to the Eredivisie. But in this moment, to go for a player who has a crazy wages like him would be complicated. So I think this kind of players will be not easy to be to be considered also as backup of Harry Kane because you have to remember you have one of the best strikers in the world. So you have also to speak with, with the player like Luis Suarez and convincing him to come in to be the backup portion of, of Harry Kane. So I see it a bit complicated. Uh, Diego Costa can be an opportunity for many clubs, but we have to understand if Atletico Madrid want to sell him and I'm not convinced that Diego Simeone is ready to, to let him go so easily so we need to wait a bit for the situation of Diego Costa for sure the possibility of getting a player from Premier League for example you, you mentioned Tridine who is possible that will be loaned out from, from Watford I'm told that West Bromwich are looking for him but many clubs are interested and this kind of player is not about just Dine but this kind of player for Premier League can be the perfect opportunity I think because they know the league they can be a good backup option they don't have crazy fee to complete their deals so I think this kind of way is the most likely in this moment. But we need to wait a bit because it will be the real opportunity. You know, you need to wait, to wait some days, some weeks and to see what will happen on transfer market. For example, about Suarez, for example, about Diego Costa, if other clubs will go with them, if they want to change. For example, what will happen with Cavani? I don't mean for Tottenham, mm. but if Cavani will go to another club, if another striker can move. So it's a domino. We need to wait a bit and we will see also Tottenham signing a striker for sure. Okay, you mentioned there that you definitely think Spurs are going to sign a striker. If I had to yes. push you, do you see them going for more of a proven, like I say, Premier League forward? Or do you think they actually could genuinely go to sign someone abroad? Do you think they have a preference either way or are they open to both opportunities? They are, they are opening. They are opening to the best opportunity. It's not about the Premier League or the free agent or the Spanish football, Italian football. It's just about the opportunity, about the wages, about the fee of the player, about the, the possibility of getting some player on loan. So they are considering everything and they are waiting for the best opportunity. In my opinion, the most likely is to see a player from Premier League coming to Tottenham. But that's my opinion, my feeling, also speaking with some sources, but it's nothing sure yet because we need to wait some weeks to understand what really Jose Mourinho will do for the for the centre back for the centre, sorry, for the centre side. Now Fabrizio, just one 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 player that Spurs we always get linked with every summer. Uh, former player of ours, Gareth Bale, of course a guy I'm sure lots of our you know last one Spurs listeners will want to hear about. Um, and kind of it'll be interesting to get your take on where you think Gareth Bale will end up this summer. Will he stay at Real Madrid? Is Tottenham a possibility? Um, and just to also, you mentioned earlier, a potential winger coming in, and that's maybe a position that Spurs are looking at. Um, is Gareth Bale a player that could potentially end up at Spurs this summer, or, and what do you expect him to do? I'm sure Tottenham would love to have Gareth Bale back, but it's not just about the fans, it's also about the, the board and the same for Jose Mourinho would love to, to, to work with, with Gareth Bale. The main problem, and I think it's so difficult to see Gareth Bale back, is that in this moment, his situation with Real Madrid it's always like a war, but since many years, what is happening, in my opinion, is a personal opinion, is crazy because we are speaking about a fantastic player who doesn't seem interested in playing football for Real Madrid, but at the same time, he wants to stay with the club. So what Jonathan Barnett said about the situation of the player, the agent of the player, is that he wants to stay. He has no intention of leaving the club. It's like a war. And when you are like in, in this like of situation, in this kind of situation with a war between the club, the agent, the player is so difficult. 
in this kind of summer where you can't go here, okay, I take the player 60 million euro, I get Gareth Bale. It's not this kind of summer after the virus. So I think it's so, so difficult to see Gareth, back, Gareth Bale back to, to Tottenham this summer. But I think one day Gareth Bale can come back to Tottenham. And I hope because his habitat is, is perfect for, for, for Tottenham. He's absolutely, uh, in this moment, I see a player who is a top player in the club who doesn't want him more. And also the situation with Zidane is complicated. So it's a pity, but I think that Garbel will stay at Real Madrid again. Yes. Is Garbel a guy that Jose Mourinho might look to? Does he like him? And is that a possibility that that Jose Mourinho factor now at the club, is that going to have any sort of influence on it? And is Jose Mourinho kind of in favour of maybe bringing back Bale? I think this is not a key, a key, a key way because just the situation of Gareth Bale is complicated, as I told you, with the agent, with the club, with the manager. is really, really complicated and you have also to consider the, the economical part of the deal because the, the wages of Gareth Bale are absolutely crazy and also the fee because I'm convinced that Real Madrid would sell Gareth Bale for no less than 30 or 40 million euros. So you have to pay the player, you have to pay the wages, you have to pay to Real Madrid, you have to speak with Jonathan Barnett, who is not an easy agent. So And he is continuing to say in public, but also off records, that Gareth Bale will stay in Real Madrid. He has no doubt, so I think that he will stay, because he always did this. Also last, last January, when a Chinese club made a crazy bid to sign Gareth Bale, we were expecting him to leave the club, and then he said, no, I stay here. So I think it will be the same again. Now, just that kind of another name. I remember last summer, um, he was a guy that you got us all really excited about, all your reporting on him and kind of this deal. And I know it's a question that I, I really want to know. All the Spurs fans want to know was, was Paolo Dybala. Now, obviously, last summer, we were really strongly linked and it was kind of in the final days of the window. It looked as though maybe a deal was quite close. There was talk of kind of a fear being agreed. Um, and then it was the very final day of the window. It kind of all collapsed. Can you kind of give us some, maybe some insight into kind of why that deal in the end didn't quite happen? They had a big problem that Juventus wanted to sell Paolo Dybala. So the agreement between Juventus and Tottenham was absolutely done. They had no problem. Juventus decided to sell him. And the same happened with, with Manchester United some days before. So Juventus had the agreement with Manchester United and with Tottenham to sell Paolo Dybala. Then the director of Juventus, Fabio Paratici, was in London, had a meeting with Tottenham. He was ready to sell the player, then arrived the agent of the player, who is Jorge Antun, he's Argentinian too, to, to meet Tottenham. They made an important bid, because I'm told that they made an important bid also for the contract of the player, for personal terms. And Paolo Di Bala was called by Paratici, the director of Juventus, was called by his agent, was called also by his family, to try to understand the situation, what he wanted to do. And he always said, I want to stay at Juventus, I don't want to move. So this was the big problem, and it's really particular, because you know in football today, also, speaking about top players like Paolo Di Baez, when you know that a club wants to sell you, they always say, OK, I go. Also, if you play for Barcelona, for Juventus, for Real Madrid, these kind of clubs, they always say, OK, I go. If you don't want me, I go in another top club, as Tottenham is. But Paolo was strongly convinced that he could have a top season at Juventus, and he has been the best player in the Serie A last, summer, last, last season, so he was right. And it's it totally a shame because um, I think they had a big opportunity to sign Paulo Dybala and Tottenham did everything they can do. So they did an important bit to the player. The agreement with Juventus was closed. So the, the deal was really ready. It was like a close to here we go, but Paulo said no and that's all. And he will stay this summer. Eh? There are no possibility to see him back in Premier League. I, I also see some links, some rumors about Tottenham, about Manchester United, about Arsenal too. No chance. Paulo Di Bala wants to stay again. No chance.
Thanks, Fabrizio, for that. Thanks for giving us the closure that we all kind of needed a year <laughs> later. Well, I'd say that transfer, as you know, um, Tottenham fans, you said our pulse is racing. We were, you know, very, very excited about the possibility. But uh, thank you again for clearing that up for us in terms of Paolo Dybala. I really, really appreciate that. Now, there has been conflicting stories as to whether Spurs are potentially looking to sign a left-back this summer. Now, we have been linked with Regulion. Um, I just want to ask you from your perspective, do you see Spurs signing a left-back before the window closes? In this moment, I have to be honest with you, I don't have any info of Tottenham interested in signing any left-back, then everything can happen in Trasomaka, so I won't say, I won't say, okay, it's impossible, they want, but in this moment, they are not in tools for any left-back. For sure, Guillaume has been offered to Chelsea before they signed Chilwell, has been offered to Arsenal too, has been offered to Tottenham, so many clubs are considering him because, in my opinion, he's a so good player, a good season with Sevilla on loan. He can be a good opportunity also for Italian clubs, for example, Napoli are considering him. So I think he will move for Real Madrid. He was offered to Tottenham, but in this moment there are no talks to sign him. So we will see. I think we need some weeks more to understand if Tottenham will go also for other position after signing a right back, after signing. Now they need a centre back, now they need a striker, we told. And we will see, but in this moment they are not going for a left back. Just one position you did mention earlier was that winger. Who do you kind of expect maybe are names of, of players that we're kind of looking at? Um, and who do you think is the, maybe the most likely candidate for, to fill that, uh, that spot as the winger coming into Spurs? Well, for sure, the, no, the name who was targeted of Leon Bailey from Bayer Leverkusen is a name that Jose Mourinho likes so much and Tottenham Boy are following. So I would keep this name as a possibility. The real problem for Tottenham is that Bayer Leverkusen don't need money in this moment because they sold Havertz to Chelsea, they sold also Folland to Monaco. So in this moment, they don't need money. So if you want to take and uh, to take out uh, Bailey from, from Bayer Leverkusen, you have to pay. And also a fee. Uh, I think they won't accept any bid around 50 or 60, 60 million euros. So we need to see what will happen with Bayer Leverkusen but for sure the player is appreciated by Jose Mourinho is appreciated also by the board so I would say he's a possibility but we need to wait to understand who will be the right name if Tottenham will decide to go for a winger Now for Brits, so what I'm going to do I'm going to ask you about some of the other players who've been linked to this window but starting in positions centre-backs we've been linked highly to Kin Min Jae can you tell us, are Spurs still interested in that player? Because there's been conflicting reports that Spurs have ended their interest and there's been some sources from South Korea to suggest that deal might still be alive. Can you see Spurs looking to sign Kim Min-jae or any other centre-back, apart from Skrinra, who you mentioned earlier, before this window closes? I think one centre-back can arrive, yes, because Jose Mourinho wants a new centre-back. But for Kim, it's, it's so complicated. It was not advanced talks. It was just speaking with the agent. But it's normal in transfer market. It depends also when you heard this kind of rumors by the agents, because you have agents that speak so much with, with journalists and try to, to make the name in, in the papers and something like this. And you have agents who are really secret and don't say the names. So uh, I think for Kim, it's, it's not an, a good chance for this transfer market for, for, for Tottenham. But I think that the centre-back will arrive, yes. Now, another name that you'd kind of mentioned previous, I know you'd um, you spoken about it on Twitter and stuff, was Nico Zanolo from uh, Roma. Is he a guy that might potentially be come to Spurs this summer? I think this summer is impossible because Roma don't want to sell him. For sure, the board of Tottenham, but also before that, Jose Mourinho arrived one year ago, they were crazy for, for Nicolò Zaniolo. In my opinion, we are speaking of one of the best midfielders in European football for next 
10 or 15 years. So we're speaking on a top layer. He's fantastic. He has physical skills. He is technical. He scores goals. He has, he has everything. He's a leader also in Roma, and it's not easy to be a leader in Roma. They just had Totti in last year and no more. And Zaniolo is like Totti for Roma fans, and but also for Roma board and for new owners of Roma. So the new owner of Roma, he has arrived like two weeks ago, said, okay, we're going to change something in the club. Possible that Jacob will leave. They are working for Chris Molding. But the first thing he said is that it's impossible to sell Nicolo Zaniolo. That's why I think it's really impossible to see him at Tottenham this year. But in future, who knows? Because Tottenham board, since one year, are in close with his agent. And they love him, but in this moment, it's absolutely impossible. Okay, thank you for that, Fabrizio. I have to ask you about Milik at Napoli, a player that's been linked with Tottenham, I would say, in the past, maybe not as recently in this last couple of weeks or so. Milik, is that a player that Spurs have got an interest in? Does Jose Mourinho like that player? Yes, he's a, he's a player who is appreciated by Tottenham. The, the main problem, for sure, Tottenham had some talks in June also with his agent. So there is something true in this possibility. The problem is that after Tottenham made contact with him, also Juventus made contact with him. It's a complicated situation because Juventus, I'm told, that has an agreement with Arkadius Milik about personal terms, but don't have any agreement with Napoli to sign the player. And now Juventus are going for Dzeko, are going for Luis Suarez. They're looking for a different striker because they changed the manager. They had Sarri, who had Milik as striker in Napoli. So the Milik deal was related to Sarri. They changed it. Now they have Andrea Pirlo as manager. He's asking for Dzeko, he's asking for Suarez. So Juventus in this moment say to Milik agents, if we can sign Dzeko or Luis Suarez, you are free to choose another club. If we don't sign them, you can be still an opportunity for Juventus. That's why Milik is waiting for Juventus to understand in some days, I think it's not so long, but in some days, we are, we, I think on next week, we will understand if Juventus will sign another striker or if we, they will go to Napoli to find an agreement for Arcadius Milik. If Juventus will go for another striker, and I think they will go for Dzeko, in this kind of situation, Milik can consider other clubs. And we have to pay attention to Tottenham because they had contacts, as I told you, with his agents. Uh, he's appreciated also by Atletico Madrid directors. So many clubs are waiting for the Milik situation. And when before I told you that Tottenham are waiting for some opportunity on the transfer market, Milik can be an opportunity because we speak about a good striker, a striker who has just one year left with his contract with, with Napoli. So pay attention to the situation because I am sure that he is in the list. For sure, is nothing advanced yet because the situation is controlled by Juventus in this moment. So another player that Spurs had been linked with, I think it was mostly last summer, to be fair, was Philip Coutinho and kind of that situation, what will happen. Um, obviously, I know he's, he's obviously going back to Barcelona this summer. Um, so it'd be kind of interesting to know, you know, is that a possibility for Spurs that might arise? Because obviously, as I said, we were, were linked with him briefly last summer. Um, is, is Philip Coutinho a player that you might see at Spurs this summer and what, what will be you know what do you expect his situation to be? It is one of the players that has been offered to, to, to Tottenham as they did also for Arsenal so we have, we have to wait to understand what will happen but in this moment between Tottenham and Arsenal the only club that said okay we can be interested let's see what will happen is Arsenal sorry not Tottenham so in this moment I don't think that Tottenham are going to target Philippe Coutinho but when they offer you a player like him everything can happen so we need to wait a bit also because as you said he's back to, to Barcelona now he wants to meet with Ronald Koeman who is considering to keep 
Felipe Coutinho for Barcelona on next season. They are going to lose probably Leo Messi. That's why they are considering everything. Um, so pay attention to the situation of Coutinho, yes. But in this moment, Tottenham are not considering him as a real target. And Barcelona are considering to keep him. So we need to wait Ronald Koeman decision on next week's. Fab, I know we're being pushed for time, so I'm going to quickly try and wrap up in terms of other players. So tell us, uh, Diallo, Mariki, those two names very quickly on potential signings. Can you see those happening or not? Mariki will go to, to Lazio. Okay. I think he will go to Lazio. They yep. are in agreement so close with Fenerbahce. Okay. Diallo is so complicated, so I think they are not two top targets for Tottenham. For sure, Mariki will go to Lazio. About Diallo, we need to, to wait a bit, but it's not the, the priority in this moment. Okay, and one more name. I have to squeeze this in. Darwin Nunes at Almeria, the forward there. What do you think? He will go to Benfica. Okay. We've got to Benfica for 24 million euro. Well, so there you go. There you go. Fabrizio <laughs> there, just listing them off where they're going. That's what he's all about. He's got that here we go ready in his Twitter status to release those ones. Fab, <laughs> we have to ask you very quickly. We know we've been pushed for time. We've got a couple more things left on the agenda. We're going to squeeze these in. We know you're yes. going onto Sky very, very soon. Um, outgoings for Tottenham. Just want to ask you, can you tell us what you think the future holds for one fourth and Danny Rose? Very quickly, what do you think? Will they leave the club? Yes, I, I think that for for Foyt will not be so easy to see him out from Tottenham because I'm told that an Italian club asked for him on loan like two or three days ago. It's a, it's a new a new deal. And Tottenham replied that they are not going to loan him, him out and they just sell him if they put 15 uh, million euros. So in this moment, uh, no one offered this this this, this deal, but so they are working to deal. So I think in this moment, if some club will go with this fee, Joan Foyt can leave the club. But it's not so easy. About Danny Rose, I'm not told about possibilities in the moment for him to leave the club. So I think it's not nothing imminent. I, we have to wait as for Serge Aurier and as for Foyt. Okay, fantastic. And then finally, to finish up on outgoings, Gazaniga, Lamella, Sissoko, Winks. Any chance of any of these players leaving this summer? It's the same situation we said. If some good bid will arrive, yes. But I think the Gazaniga situation is, is the most imminent because with the arrival of Joe Hart, he can leave the club. So, yes. For Lamela, we had some contact also from Italian clubs. But the player is, is happy at Tottenham. He has convinced that next season he can do something good. So, it's not so easy to see him out from, from Tottenham. So, I think we need to wait. But about the situation of Gazaniga, more than Lamela, he can leave the club, yes. So, I think another, another situation I just wanted to briefly touch on was Hugo Lloris and potential contract extension. I know he's, I think he's got two years left, left on his contract. So I'll be interested to kind of get your understanding on what, what will happen this summer, maybe with, with a new deal for Lloris. Yes, because Tottenham had a contract with his agent. They don't want to find a situation that they arrive on next June, at the end of next season, and they have just one year left contract for, for Hugo Lloris. So uh, they are working to say him, OK, you are the, you're the goalkeeper also for the season that was coming, they are convinced he's a good goalkeeper. So in the moment they are in in the first phase of talks, is nothing completed for the for the new agreement for the new contract. But one of the priority for Tottenham after the transfer window, so I think since October they will restart to talk with his agent, is to to confirm to to Uris that they want him also for the future. Normal is not a young goalkeeper, so it's a particular word. But they are considering to extend this contract for one year more, and they will talk about it from October after the, the transfer window. Another situation, just briefly, um, that's confusing a lot of Spurs fans at the moment. Of course, Mauricio Pochettino, our former manager, 
Um, I know a lot of big jobs have become available. The, the Barca job was available. The Juventus job was available. But none of them decided to go for Pochettino. Do you have sort of an understanding of, of why clubs aren't coming for Pochettino at the moment and why he's kind of still out of work? Ah, it's because there are different situations, you know, because for Barcelona, the main problem was that after having this kind of disaster, losing in this way against Bayern Munich and to change everything in the club, you can't sign a new manager who always said, I don't want to train Barcelona, I don't want to be the manager of Barcelona, I am a Spanish fan. So it's true that Pochettino, then after he said, okay, I'm ready to change my mind, I can also be the trainer of Barcelona, but in the mentality of the fans, he is an enemy for Barcelona. So that's why the board in this situation, losing Messi, losing Suarez, changing the club, changing the board, changing everything, they can sign an anti-Barcelona manager. So that's why they didn't go for him. He was an option, but he was not the, the top one because they go for, for Koeman. Juventus, it was about the money, to be honest, because you know that Pochettino is a top manager, in my opinion, but the pitch say that, not me. And, and, but Pochettino asked for important contract. Uh, like or two or three years for important wages and Juventus have decided in this summer and we go back to what we said about the coronavirus summer uh, they can't go for a manager who has these kind of wages so that's why they go for Pirlo who is a new manager the first time that he's a manager in, in football in general so that's why Juventus and Barcelona made this choice but I am convinced that in one year next summer or in January, in February, if something will happen to top clubs, we will see Pochettino turning a top match, a top club, because he's a fantastic manager, and you know better than me. <laughs> Fabrizio, thank you ever so much. So just to kind of clarify, you do believe, before this transfer window shuts, you think Spurs will sign a striker, you think a winger, and a centre-back, just to finish up. That's what you believe Spurs will yes. still do between yes. now and the end of the window. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Those are the targets. The targets. Then I always say, transfer market is like a jungle, and in the jungle everything can happen. So expect the unexpected in transfer market. But yes, also if you asked me like two months ago, Messi is gonna leave Barcelona, I would say never. And now he's destroying everything. So crazy. never say never in transfer market. So we're definitely gonna see. Here we go. At least three more times for Tottenham signings, Fabrizio. Yeah. I think yes. I think yes. Absolutely you can amazing. be optimistic. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> Listen, Fabrizio, thank you ever so much for coming on the show. I'm sure Jamie also would want to say just how much he's enjoyed having you on. It's been a real pleasure for us, Jay, hasn't it? Absolutely. Just really exciting hearing everything Fabrizio's got to say. And as you said, you know, I'd be really, really looking forward to hopefully him saying, here we go for Spurs a couple more times this summer. Yep, indeed. Well, there you go. The wonderful Fabrizio Romano on the last word on Spurs. We hope you've enjoyed listening to us. As always, you can check us out on iTunes, Spotify, Audio Boom, across all the major platforms. As always, keep the faith, keep the signings coming. Here we go. You said that people have perceptions of you. What do they say? The guy never smiles, the guy is ruthless. And what's the truth? The truth is that there is some truth on it. <laughs> Nothing can replace a feeling of playing football at this level. The team is the engine of the club. We've got an amazing squad here. Oh, leave it out. <laughs> it's only the second time that I get a job mid-season. Never seen someone cover Twitter, Instagram. You make a lot of noise, I give one more day off. What happened to us this season is impossible. Another injury is the last thing Spurs need right now. How do we do that? Tottenham are out. We are on shutdown.
coronavirus has led to the cancellation of all football. Well, the team and good guys, but good guys, they never win. Play aggressive. How is my rat? Hey, please. And believe that you can win. Courage, honesty, friendship. That's the most important thing in life and in football. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.